Manna or Meatloaf, episode 57, The Hard Passes. Hello, hello. Oh, I hope this one goes well. I felt really inspired by the material today, but I don't have a lot of time, so it's kind of a quick throw together. So in section 47 of the Doctrine and Covenants, John Whitmer, who was asked by the prophet Joseph Smith to be the church historian and recorder for the church, actually said, quote, I would rather not do it, end quote. Literally, his response is recorded in the section heading of section 47. And this phrase, I would rather not do it, cut to my attention rather quickly, because how many times when we're faced with the difficult or unpleasant tasks, do we think to ourselves, I would rather not do this? I remember one of my oldest and dearest friends calling me on the phone about a year or so ago, sobbing, just sobbing. She'd been called to be the Relief Society president in a fairly new ward where she didn't know a lot of the sisters. And Literally, she kept saying over and over again, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to. She and I both knew she would serve willingly and with her whole heart. And it, of course, ended up becoming a very meaningful time in her life, and she would make lifelong friends through that calling. But surely you've been exactly where she was, and like I am many times. In fact, I hate to kind of admit it, but many times that very thought is on real in my brain on a daily basis. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do my dishes. I don't want to pull my weeds. That's for sure. I don't want to exercise. The list goes on and on and on. And on an even deeper level, we almost certainly have those times and seasons in our lives where we don't want to watch our kids struggle. We don't want to watch our parents age and battle health issues. We don't want to walk through challenging issues with our heads held high and smiles on our faces. Sometimes we just don't want (laughs) to. Remember that old saying that really cool teenagers used to use and they would throw their hands out starkly to the left and say, talk to the hand. Well, sometimes we just want to theoretically see those difficulties and adamantly throw our hands in their direction and scream, talk to the hand. That'll be a big hard pass. Thank you very much. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. (laughs) It reminds me of the attitude that I had approaching the delivery of our second child. I was totally of the mindset that I was going to walk in backwards through those doors, tell the nurses to poke me with that epidural, or I was walking right out of there. Like that would have done any good anyway, right? Just because we don't want to do something doesn't mean that we still don't have to, right? Didn't we tell our kids a million times? We have to do things we don't want all the time. Daddy has to go to work. Mommy has to make dinners. Recently, one of the things that falls on that list of things that I feel like I kind of have to do whether I want to or not, and I hate to admit this to you, is another episode of this podcast. I know I don't have to, don't get me wrong, but the promptings from heaven keep nudging me not to give up every single time I think about hanging up my podcast hat. So again, don't get me wrong, I love the flow of the Spirit that many times accompanies the thoughts and the production of and the putting together of this podcast. But it's no secret that this is an extremely busy season of my life. And sometimes when I get home late from work, let's call it what it is, I would rather park my fanny on the couch than put together content with an exhausted state of mind. 
Two Sundays ago was exactly one of those days. I told Doug I thought I could let it go and feel okay about it. And then the entire week's Come Follow Me studies circled around spiritual gifts. You remember that, right? And why we're given those spiritual gifts for the benefit of others. To add the cherry on the top, I reread my patriarchal blessing, which, let's state, is no stranger to me. But as many times as I have read that thing, I'm not even kidding. I have never seen the two words that jumped off the pages to me. I couldn't have received that message stronger had someone stood inches from my face and screamed them at me. The direction was to encourage others. No lie. Does that sound familiar? Like maybe even perhaps the reason I'm doing this entire podcast? To encourage, support, and uplift others, specifically my posterity? Can you see now why I feel like I need to keep going? So how do we force ourselves to do the hard things sometimes, to keep ourselves from thinking or saying, yeah, thanks, but that'll be a hard pass? (laughs) I read the most amazing article in Psychology Today, and it was written by Heidi Grant Halverson, PhD. It was titled, How to Make Yourself Do It When You Just Don't Want To. Is that the most perfect title or what? She points out three reasons that keep us from accomplishing the tasks or goals we'd like to complete and solutions to each one of them. They were so, so good, so practical, and I thought they'd be worth sharing today. The first reason we put things off is because we're afraid we won't do it right or mess it up. That is so true. She goes on to explain that there are two ways to look at any task. You can do something because you see it as the way to end up better off than you are now, like a goal or accomplishing something that will promote you somehow. For example, if you go the extra mile for your boss, you may literally get a promotion. Or if you work harder at the gym, you'll end up looking better. Makes sense, right? The other one, the prevention focus, keeps you thinking about how you can hang on to what you've already got to avoid loss. In this scenario, successfully completing a project for your boss, for example, is the best way to keep him from being angry or firing you. Her solution is if your fear of messing up or not doing something right is keeping you from moving forward, then instead adopt a prevention-focused approach, one that at least keeps you where you are. Now, you may not be promoted or see an increase necessarily, but at least you'll get things done until you can. The second reason that keeps us stuck in the I don't want a mindset is because we may simply not feel like it. The author's solution Ignore your feelings. They're getting in your way. I love that. Author Olivia Berkman in his book, The Antidote, Happiness for People Who Can't Stand Positive Thinking, points out that a lot of the times when we say things like, I just can't get enough exercise or get out of bed early enough, what we really mean is that we can't get ourselves to feel like doing those things. He says, quote, no one is tying you to your bed every morning. Intimidating bouncers aren't blocking the entrance to your gym. Physically, nothing is stopping you. You just don't feel like it. Well, who says you need to wait until you feel like doing something in order to start doing it? End quote. This is such a powerful concept to me because I oftentimes think that I need to feel motivated or eager to do something in order to do it. And how crazy is that? 
I agree with Halverson that we need to be committed to doing what we're doing and want to see ourselves complete the task, but do I have to feel like doing it in order to actually do it? She says, quote, Berkman further points out that many of the most prolific artists, writers, and innovators have become so in part of the reliance on work routines that force them to put in a certain number of hours a day no matter how uninspired they may have felt, end quote. I love the quote by Chuck Close, who said, quote, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work, end quote. That is so good. Oh, I love that. I need to put that on my fridge. Reason number three in Halverson's theory is that we often put off the things that are hard, boring, or otherwise unpleasant. That sounds like the perfect description of human nature right there, doesn't it? Her solution is brilliant, and it is to use if-then planning. She says, quote, too often we try to solve this particular problem with sheer will. For example, next time I will make myself start working on this sooner. Of course, if we actually had the willpower to do that, we would never put it off in the first place. Studies show that people routinely overestimate the capacity for self-control and rely on it too often to keep them out of hot water. Do yourself a favor and embrace the fact that your willpower is limited and that it may not always be up to the challenge of getting you to do the things you find difficult, tedious, or otherwise awful, end quote. This if-then plan is more than just deciding what you need to do, but it's also deciding where and when you will do them. For example, when I give myself time to park my fanny on the couch after a long day, I can say, if I give myself a 30-minute break... Then I'll set my alarm for 30 minutes with a reminder to get up and do the dishes. I feel like that will help me to be more motivated to keep my word to myself, don't you think? And then by deciding in advance exactly what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it, there's no inner argument when that time comes. It's kind of the same concept we've tried to teach our children about drugs and other moral decisions. If we make that decision to abstain long before we're presented with a choice, then it's easier to stand our ground when that difficult situation is staring us in the face. Did you see that? If we make that decision, then it's easier to stand our ground. If then planning has been shown in over 200 studies to increase rates of goal attainment and productivity by 200 to 300% on average. That's incredible. And it's seriously so fun. Try taking the tasks that seem to elude you, the things you want to clench your fists and stomp your feet like Angelica Pickles from Rugrats and scream, I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to, try it. My list looked like a few things. So I'm tired. I don't want to do the dishes till morning. But if I do them now, even within the next 10 minutes, I'll be less tired than if I wait till right before bed. And then I'll have so much more time in the morning. I don't want to exercise, but if I do it every morning within half an hour after I wake up, then my body will move more easily and be less stiff throughout the day. I love this concept. And trust me when I say I will be implementing it every single time I try to talk myself out of doing something I know I need to. It works with almost everything I've tried so far. So give it the test. As I reflect on the things that I put off because I don't want to do them, or the stubborn, prideful attitude I sometimes have when I find myself trudging through difficult times as a result of decisions others are making, I immediately think of the perfect example in all things, Jesus Christ, who I 
might imagine, may have had similar thoughts to those like John Whitmer. I would rather not, when he knelt to pray as he atoned for our sins and said, as recorded in Luke 22, verse 42, quote, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done, end quote. That sacred account encourages me, and it makes me feel so much better about myself. It gives me hope, and it makes me love my Savior even more. I love that the scriptures recorded that to help us know how to do hard things, how to push through the things we don't want to do, the things we would like to pass on. Because the truth is, I'm not always going to be motivated. So I'm going to have to learn to be more disciplined. And the beauty of this realization is that I do have the perfect example of how to do hard things, of how to push through, endure to the end, and get it done, even if he didn't necessarily want to. My Redeemer and Big Brother Jesus Christ knew that if he did that for me, then I could be with him again. And in the end, I believe that's all the motivation he needed. I hope I can better follow that example the next time I find myself crying about all the things I don't want to, I'd rather not, or take a hard pass on doing. So chew on that this week, and I hope you have a great one. Mm -hmm. 